Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast. This is 1067A, the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you. And before I get into that, I should tell you, 1067 be a magnificent guest. Jerry Lamole, lymph and longevity, something I never knew about, expected to know about, but he just gave a sensational interview. You'll want to download that 1067B. And, by the way, while you're at it, you should get my favorite 1063B kissing book. Com is where you can find out more about it, but it is all about kissing everything you ever wanted to know about one of life's sweetest pleasures. We've had just a series of outstanding guests um, lately, so I've got to thank Donna Gould, our producer, for outlining them. And of course, our sponsor is Life's First Naturals, the maker of bovine colostrum. Bovine colostrum, something you can take to get rid of, or minimize rather, the side effects of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs as on your gut, and that includes aspirin, as well as to minimize uh, the effects of strenuous exercise on gut problems. Gerald um, Lamole will talk about that in 1067B as one of the things that happens with lymph and your lymphatic and intestinal uh, protection systems. One of the stories out this week is about, and it came out uh, about two weeks ago, I think, but uh, I finally have had time to read enough of it to know there are some problems with this pre-release of the, the data from the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force on aspirin. And they, they're recommending not having it for primary prevention. Um, and really, it's because of a lack of solid data on primary prevention versus the side effects and versus um, none of the studies use techniques such as having water before and after the aspirin to reduce the risk of bleeding. None of them used, for example, the sponsor of our show, bovine colostrum, which reduces the effects on gut um, side effects by about 70 percent, 75 percent in, in the randomized controlled trials. None of these, um, these used intention to treat, and they didn't take that into account. For example, in the ASPRI study, where 36 um, percent of the people who were supposed to take aspirin didn't, and 40 percent of those who weren't supposed to take aspirin, baby aspirin for protection, did. And if you use intention to treat, it just says, who was supposed to take it and who wasn't supposed to take it, not who was really on protocol versus off protocol and look at it that way. So there are real problems with it. They also didn't look at other forms of cancer other than colorectal cancer, so they didn't look at its effects in decreasing breast cancer, prostate cancer, or any of the other cancers that it is reported in epidemiologic study to prevent. So it wasn't really looking at a long-term all-cause mortality of aspirin. Is it a benefit or risk in the elderly who haven't had 
a major problem, or who have. Um, they didn't look at it on, for example, people who had type 2 diabetes and didn't reverse that independently. This is a very, if, if they looked, if they had the hypothesis the other way, um, that is, aspirin has uh, more side effects than benefits rather than has more benefits than side effects, they would have found the exact opposite in their finding, in my humble opinion. So in my belief, uh, will I keep advising patients to take uh, baby aspirin, one in the morning, one in the evening, with half glass of warm water before and afterwards, and with bovine colostrum, 2,000 milligrams a day? You betcha. Will I keep doing it? Absolutely, but obviously you want to tailor to the patient. If they do extreme sports, if they have a risk of bleeding diathesis, you don't want to do that um, as well. So um, needs to be tailored to the individual, but I still think the benefits strongly outweigh the risks when you do take precautions against the side effects, that is, of having it with a half a glass of warm water before and afterwards, and um, have and taking it with bovine colostrum. That's my take on it. Of course, I am prejudiced because of the data on bovine colostrum, one of our sponsors from Life's First Naturals. What are the other stories of the day? Could too little iron boost your risk for heart disease? Well, doesn't iron increase your risk of heart disease? The answer is yes, but too little, and I'll get to explain that. Can family help you win the battle against cardiovascular disease? Absolutely. Facial icing. You've seen it on TikTok. Is it good for you? Arthritis is reported by almost one in four in the U.S., and half of those, almost half of those, report being disabled by it. Um... Why does coffee bother my stomach? What do you look for in your coffee? And what about vape products? Should we be taking aspirin after every vape product because of what those do to um, your risk of a clot? And are there breastfeeding superfoods that help increase milk production? The answer is yes. One I'll get to that in a second, in a few minutes. And stimulants like Ritalin may be gateway drugs for college students. Just to remind you, this is Dr. Mike Roizen, the host of You, the Owner's Manual podcast. This is 1067B. We are in our 21st year. That's right, 21st years of doing You, the Owner's Manual podcast once a week, telling you the latest medical news and especially what it means to you, as well as having great guests like Gerald Lamole is in 1067B, Lymph and Longevity. Um, thank you for downloading us. You're the reason we do this. So let's get to the stories. The first story of the week we wanted to get to is iron. And 12,000 European men and women age 59 looked at over 13 years, so clearly a good study. They found that people with this functional iron deficiency, I'll come back to how to define it so you can look it up on your lab test, functional iron deficiency. Um, and by the way, I have that. Um, if you look at the, what they reported, 24% higher risk of heart disease, 26% increased risk of dying from all cardiovascular disease, 12% higher risk of dying from any cause, 
because it was done with a large enough number of people. These are statistically significant numbers. And what do they define that is? A ferritin level less than 100 or a transferrin saturation less than 20%. So my ferritin's fine, but my transferrin saturation still in the normal range, 15 to 80 but mine is 18%, less than the 20% in here. So I would be defined as having a functional iron deficiency. Doesn't cause me to be anemic or anything else. But it does, if this study is right, epidemiologic study, so associations, not cause and effect, not randomized, but um, would say I have those higher risks of heart disease, increased cardiovascular disease death and a higher risk of dying from any cause. Um, but can too much iron, if I took iron supplements, would I get over it? Well, too much iron can accumulate in the heart and cause heart failure. So we've always thought a little less iron. This is just an epidemiologic study, the first one. So I'm going to wait for more data on this to act. What about the second study? Does a family being coached help you, if you have a heart attack, win the battle, or even if you don't have a heart attack, win the battle against cardiovascular disease? Well, this was a real study, randomized controlled, to involve uh, families with heart disease, and 368 to the intervention group, 382 to the usual care group, and the intervention group was a group where they coach the family on helping the individual lower his blood pressure, get a better fasting glucose level, have a normal low-density lipoprotein level, and abstain from smoking or tobacco use. Turns out after two years, 64% of people in the intervention group versus 46% in the usual care group hit the endpoints. What does it mean? Yeah, coaching the family really is a benefit. Um, what about facial icing? It's been the latest rage on TikTok. Does it reduce swelling, puffiness, and tenderness? Absolutely. But don't put the ice cube plain on your face. Put it in a little cloth, rub it gently, do it once a day, and it will decrease that. And it's cheap, right? It's just an ice cube and a little piece of cloth. You can use it with a mask, even. You use mask could be done this way. Yeah, I think not. Probably just uh, a clean piece of cloth, facial towel, um, face cloth with ice in it, and you rub it gently. Get it cold, and yeah, it takes away the puffiness. It does make you look younger. Um, it brightens up your... It brings the lymphatic system, as Dr. Lamole told us, or t tells you if you haven't downloaded this week's episode, and the lymph system there, to increase lymphoma away from the area, shrinking it, shrinking the puffiness, making you look younger. If coffee is bothering your stomach, what are the two causes? One could be the caffeine, or one could be the coffee acids. For me, it's the coffee acids. So look for a group that says coffee acids, low coffee acids. You can find that. I like light roast, 
But light roast is supposed to have more coffee acids. It just doesn't for me. And in fact, you can find uh, an Arabica, A-R-A-B-I-C-A, has often has more high coffee acids. But you can get low acid coffee options um, that are great for you. And if that doesn't work, get a pecan or walnut uh, milk with no sugar added. Add a little allulose for sweetness. Um, we'll talk about allulose in a few weeks. And what's the benefit? Huge benefit in enjoying the coffee and in decreasing diabetes and probably at least 11, maybe 13 cancers including pancreatic and breast, as does aspirin. What does aspirin and coffee do together? We don't know because no one studied it. It's part of the problems with the aspirin recommendation. They don't do it for what is really happening for people with other diseases, which most of us have. Um, Are there breastfeeding superfoods that increase milk production? The main one, water. Water increases your production of breast milk after pregnancy. So make sure you consume, you really want to consume about three liters, about 100 uh, ounces of fluid a day through food and drink, but especially water is the one superfood. Arthritis, one in four U.S. adults, that is 23 of adults, that's 58.5 million people in the U.S. over the age of 18, say they have uh, a arthritis attributable activity limitation. It's amazing. Reported arthritis, and about half of those, 25.7 million, say they have an arthritis-associated activity limitation meaning they're either unable to work or they can't do the activities of daily living normally because of their arthritis. What's the major population activity that's increased this? You probably know it's obesity. Obesity causes inflammatory arthritis, which is the osteoarthritis many people have. One of the interesting stories this week on You, the Owner's Manual podcast is that the um, vaping not only releases about 2,000 chemicals, um, even the, the one uh, that, has, uh, that is most common, the, if you will, um, when they've looked at these by mass spec in the air, it's around 2,000 miscellaneous chemicals. Some are newly created by the vaping, obviously. But in addition, those with nicotine increase thrombotic activity. Nicotine's the addictive part. Increase the ability to clot. And maybe we should all, if you're going to vape and use e-cigarettes or use e-cigarettes with nicotine, um, it may be that you should take a baby aspirin with half a glass of warm water before and after, assuming you don't do extreme sports. When you do that, there's something to decrease clotting-like activity. The last story of the week I think that I want to get into is that Ritalin may be a gateway drug for college students. Um, in the old days, we used to think it was used by type A 
the very high achieving students to concentrate and to get um, energy and focus for study. But not so. According to new research, it's used um, to help um, offset binge drinking and marijuana use. That is, it's used not by the A students who's trying to get ahead, but by the C student who's trying to stay there. And the people are much more likely to have depression or anxiety and have sleep problems. About uh, 10% use these regularly. So not common, um, but it is a gateway drug in this study to alcohol, marijuana, and other hard drug usage. So be careful of um, your child using Ritalin. We've talked about air pollution, road traffic noise, increasing the risk of heart disease and heart failure in the past. There's another study this week that again shows this. Um, main point is pick your home at least seven blocks from a freeway or place where trucks go because the further, it's great to be on a main highway, see the joy of it, see the beauty of it, overlook the ocean, whatever. Um, but if there's a freeway nearby, you don't want that. You want to be seven blocks from the freeway, both to decrease freeway noise and to decrease air pollution. I'm glad they blocked off our street, which means no more trucks or cars down it, so much less air pollution for me, I think. What are the key stories this week? Just to reiterate, remember our sponsor is Life First Naturals, bovine colostrum, which does decrease the side effects of aspirin and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs on the gut by about 75%. I think the recent study out on aspirin, I've read, it's 233, no, is it 233? Well, I read, I think it's 233 pages, and I've gone through most of it now. It came out a couple weeks ago, and what it shows is there just isn't enough data for them to conclude that aspirin's got a greater benefit than risk. I still believe the association studies and other data that they didn't review on its decreasing cancer and on things like bovine colostrum and taking it with a half a glass of warm water before and afterwards so it dissolves in the warm water rather than hits on your stomach lining and causes bleeding are huge points they didn't take into account. Um, I will keep uh, taking it but individualize it with patients. Um, the second story, could too little or too much iron? That's right. If your ferritin level is below 100 uh, micrograms per liter or um, your percent uh, saturation transferrin is below 20%, you could have functional iron deficiency, which increases your risk of cardiovascular disease. Too, more, too much iron increases your risk as well. Family can help you battle against cardiovascular disease by helping you normalize things. Facial icing, yeah, it's not only good on TikTok, but it's good on your face because it does decrease puffiness and does increase lymphatic blood flow. Arthritis is reported by almost one in four in the US and half of those have a disability from it. Remember, 
obesity is one of the leading causes of it. Now, what's the best superfood for increasing milk production? It's water in your diet. And that's, those are the top stories of the week. This is Dr. Mike Roizen saying thank you. Remember, download the B segment. Dr. Jerry Lamole gave just a great interview on lymph and longevity, something I've never heard of, but the untapped secret to health. He is an outstanding, uh, gave an outstanding interview and is an outstanding cardiovascular surgeon. Unusual for a surgeon to talk about lymph, but he is one heck of a great um, scientist and doc. We'll be back next week with another You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast, again, brought to you by Life's First Naturals. But in the meantime, download the B segment, enjoy it, and thank you for downloading us. Thank you, Caitlin, for great engineering, but thank you, the listener, most of all, for motivating us and keeping us doing this. We'll be back next week.